Yeah, that one. John John. John boy. Amen. Amen. Chapter 14, verse 12. I want to read this a couple different ways so that there's no excuse for anybody not getting it. The King James translation, amen. When you found it, when you lift it in the air and say, Lord, thank you for your word. Let it be a light unto our feet. Scratch that, reverse. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Help us to hide it in our heart that we might not sin against you. The King James translation reads this way. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go unto my Father. The New American Standard Bible reads this way. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. The New Revised Standard Version reads this way, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. New Living Translation, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Amplified, we'll close it this way. Amplified says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone, look at somebody and say anyone, who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do. And he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach because I am going to the Father. And the word of God is already blessed. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, hashtag it, greater is coming. Greater is coming. Greater. That, would, that, that, that didn't have the effect I thought it was going to have. I, Maybe, maybe I got to preach it. Maybe I gotta. Some, sometimes, sometimes the scripture will do it itself, but y'all, y'all like to make people work, so I'll preach. I'll preach. I ain't going to preach hard, though. I didn't bring my sweat towel, so amen. I don't want to sweat today. I feel my pores opening already. Hallelujah. Look at three people and tell them greater is coming. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness that is better than life itself. And we thank you for giving us another opportunity to come here to this, your house of worship, that we might hear a word from you. You have given us your word through song already. Now we pray that you will take me, just your humble servant, and use me in such a way that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, Open deaf ears and closed minds. Soften heart and hearts that we might hear from you and be receptive to what you shall do and say in this place. Spirit of the living God, like manna fall in this place and feed us until we are able to consume no more. This is my prayer in Jesus' holy name. Greater is coming. <clears throat> you know, I was coming up the road this morning and I began to just think about the goodness of God. So the song was so very fitting uh, for this morning. And I began to think about his goodness because his goodness towards me is something that we have a tendency to uh, not really understand what it is. And we do that because we in our flesh have a tendency to think 
that his goodness towards us is because of something that we have done. But I'm glad on this morning that his goodness towards me has nothing to do with anything that I have done. In fact, it can be said that if it would be because of anything that I have done, it would not just have to be the good things that he would look at, but the bad things as well. And because he looks beyond my faults and sees my needs, that is why he can be good to me. Because the truth of the matter is I don't deserve his goodness. The truth of the matter is I did not deserve to be awakened on this morning. The truth of the matter is I have so many blessings that if I had 10,000 tongues, there's another cliche for you, I could not thank him enough for all that he's done. Why? Because not only am I not always aware of what he's done, but there are so many things that he's done for me that I have no idea about. I don't always know how, watch this, I may have stopped breathing in my sleep last night and had no idea what was going on in my own body, but he, he said, no, you got more work to do. I, I didn't know that when I got in traffic coming up 64 in New Kent County this morning, I didn't know what I was going to be held back from. It may have been that the delay caused me to miss an accident. I don't know. I don't know, watch this, that when I went to get my food, I was not aware that it was out of date. And there I am eating bad food, but he still kept my body. Y'all won't say nothing. I wasn't aware, watch this, that the last candy bar I ate was the one that should have sent me into a diabetic coma, but he gave me another opportunity. So every once in a while, God is moving on my behalf, and I'm not even aware of it, which is why I have learned to pray, God, I thank you for the things seen and unseen, the things heard and unheard, the things known and unknown, because the reality is if I only see what I see, I'm going to miss everything that you have done for me that I'm not even aware of. But God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your goodness because while I was yet in sin, you did something for me. You sent your son to die for me, which means that you in your omnipotent power decided to hold back the hand of wrath, the, the hand of damnation, the hand of punishment that you should have laid on me. Yes, you should have killed me a long time ago. Yes, the accident should have taken me out. Yes, the health scare should have been the other way around. Yes, the tumor should have kept growing. Y'all won't say amen. Yes. The asthma attack should have took me out of here. Yes, I should have lost my mind. See, that's something we don't thank God enough about right there is because every once in a while, God will allow us to go through some valleys and climb some mountains and go through some situations where if it wasn't for him keeping my mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why it's so important to have the mind of Christ on you because there are things that you'll go through in life that if you're not careful, your entire mind will be gone. You'll lose your mind. You're ready to cuss it out, lie to and everybody. You might get by yourself. You're ready to drink yourself into a stupor. Some people have had the gun cocked and loaded right in their hand, but it was because God kept your mind. That you were able to see another day. Look at three people and tell them, I'm glad he kept my mind. I'm, I'm glad he kept my mind. Y'all going to help me preach this thing this morning. Yeah, I'm so glad he helped me keep my mind. Because watch this. Not only did I have to worry about myself, but I had to worry about the people that I'm around. Because every once in a while, I get around some people that will cause me to lose my mind. You don't believe? Trust me, I work in auto sales. I, I'm a customer service agent. You know, I get around people all the time that make me want to lose my entire mind. And, and watch this. If you ain't real careful, you'll go home and you'll find some people within your own house that'll make you want to lose your mind. They right? not just at home and at the job, but for some of you who are still in school, you'll go to school and you'll find that there are some people that will cause you to lose your mind. I ain't came to your row yet. Let me come sit by you right now. Some of you come to church. Help me, Holy Ghost. And there's some people in here that if you ain't careful will cause you to lose your mind. But God, his word declares that he'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind Hayabasha, is stayed on stayed on him that's that's how good he is to us and and so and, and he's so good to us watch this here's how good he was that uh, a couple of weeks ago we just celebrated him offering us the greatest sacrifice ever known to man when he came down from glory 
and entered by the spirit into the womb of a woman you call Mary. Was born from this woman's womb. Hallelujah. Lived some 33 plus years. Hallelujah. Died on a cross on a hill called Golgotha. Borrowed uh, Joseph's tomb where he could take a little nap for a little while. Rose on the third day morning with all power in his hand. But, but before he did that, he, he, he goes and he meets with his disciples and them. And he tells them, do not let your heart be troubled. Now, here we are, John chapter 14, going back to the first verse. And he, he's warning them. He's telling them, don't let your heart be troubled. I, uh, believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye shall be also. Now, he opens up John chapter 14 to tell them, don't be afraid. My Father's got some places for you. But I've got to go prepare the place for you. And what he's saying to them is, is I'm getting ready to offer my life for you. I'm getting ready to give you something. Watch this. I know you love your mom and them. I know you love your daddy, your brothers, your friends, been good to you. But I'm about to give you something that nobody else can give you. I'm about to give you a life. Watch this. That opens up the door for you to receive salvation. Hallelujah. Come on, that's a, that's a mighty good sacrifice right there. My mother could die for me. My, my daddy could die for me. Each one of my, any one of my three brothers could give their life for me. You could give your life for me. But that life would be given in vain because your life does not give me a right to the tree of life. But I'm so glad that Jesus came and gave his life for me. Why? Because I can remember how many times I messed. I can, I can look back at all the stupid things that I've done and the crazy things that I've said and the terrible life that I was living. Watch this. While I was in church. Y'all won't say nothing right there. We always like to go back to when we were in the world. But every once in a while, some of us need to look at how our life has been since we found the Lord. Every once in a while, I can look at how my life has been lived with salvation and I can think about how he kept me even when I wouldn't do right, even when I wouldn't say the right thing, even when I didn't want to come to church, even when I didn't want to lift up my hands to him, he still kept me, watch this, even after I gave my life to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's how good he's been to us. He's been so good to us. So he's in this 14th chapter and he's saying, I'm going to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you may be also. And he tells him where I'm going, you know. And the way you know, I know no go here. He asked question, you know. Yes. Well, how can we know where you're going? We don't know how to get there. And that, that, that was the question was. He said, if you have seen me, you already know the way. For I am the way. Hallelujah. Look, look at somebody and say he is the way. <coughs> he is the way. He's the way. He's the truth. He is the life. And the only way you can get to God who is in heaven is to go through the door. And who is the door? Jesus Christ said, I am the door. So then he's coming down a little bit more, he, and he's mentally, he's trying to psychologically prepare them for what's about to happen because they spent all this time with him. You know how you've been with your best friend for a real, real long time, and then your best friend decides they're going on vacation, and you don't get an invite to go, and they gone on this, on this week-long cruise, and now you're sitting at home twiddling your thumbs trying to figure out what to do with your life because your bestie is gone. You can't reach them because the cell signal is bad out there in the international waters. And, and you just don't know what to do with yourself. Or, 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 or watch this. You, when, when your favorite co-worker, this, this is a meme that always goes around. Your favorite co-worker, they either decide they're going to take some time off or watch this. They decide they're leaving the job. Now you don't know what you're going to do. You ain't got your play buddy at work no more. Now you got to go make a friend with somebody else. They leaving, so now you're trying to figure out, well, are they hiring? Because I'm going where you're going. Y'all know how we do. Y'all know how we do. And, and sometimes our closeness, our proximity to people causes us to forget how stable we were before them. And Jesus understood this about the disciples. He said, these fools ain't going to know what to do when I get up out of here. So let me help prepare them. Don't be aware. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I've, I've already given you everything that you need, but here's what you've got to do. He says you've got to learn how to actually believe. And that was, a that was an issue that a lot of, that the disciples often had. The disciples often had an issue of belief. 
because they were with Jesus, watch this, and their proximity to Jesus caused them to be more reliant on his works than on him. Uh-oh. Because if the truth be told, we can have a little grace for the disciples because that's how we are sometimes. We, we know, watch this, we know that he's a healer, but when he hasn't intervened in my sickness in the time manner that I think he should intervene, I forget that he is Jehovah Rapha. Okay, okay. I, I know he's a provider, but when the bills are due and, 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 and they are knocking on the door trying to get some money from me because he hasn't supplied my need in the time manner that I feel like he should, I forget that he's Jehovah Jireh. So what he's doing is he's preparing them so that they aren't so reliant on what he does and they're more reliant on who he is. Because if he doesn't do what I want him to do, I still got to learn how to worship him for who he is. So that while I'm waiting for him to do what I need him to do, I can still remember that he's done it before. And he's more than able to do it again. He did it for my brother and my sister, so he's more than able to do it for me. He did it for Shiloh, and he did it for Calvary, so he's more than able to do it for First Antioch. Come on, somebody. He did it for the Episcopalians, and he did it for the Methodists. He's more than able to do it for the Baptists. I, I can't always look at his doing and ignore the fact of who he is. Because when I remember who he is, I remember that he is also in me. So here he is. We get down here to verse 14. And he begins to tell them, I'm getting ready to leave. I'm getting ready to leave. But I'm going to leave you with something. And I'm going to leave you with power. We talked about this last week. I'm going to leave you with power. I'm going to leave you with power because you're not going to be able to handle this by yourself in your flesh. In fact, if you try to handle this by yourself in your flesh, you're going to get weak. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing. And sometimes we get weary in our well-doing because it looks like we haven't reaped our reward. But every once in a while, God will call you to a place of labor and he'll say, sit and work, sit and work, sit and work, sit and work. Can I help some givers on this morning? Because th this is where I used to be. I would sow and sow and sow. And I just, I was, I was giving money away to people like I, like I was rich. Come on, somebody. But he gives seed to the sower. Uh-huh. And so in order for me to get seed from the Lord, I had to learn how to sow with what I had. I had to be just like that widow. Uh-huh. Y'all know that widow. She didn't have a, a lot monetarily speaking, but what she did have was all that she had. So to the eyes of men, it didn't look like she gave much, but in the spirit, she literally gave everything that she had. And sometimes in our waiting season, we are expecting God, watch this, to give us the harvest tomorrow when we just sowed the seed today. But it doesn't work like that in the natural, so why would it work like that in the spirit? Now, God is good enough that if I sow a seed on Sunday, he can give me the harvest on Monday. But I've got to learn how to wait so that while I'm in my sowing season, I don't get impatient and I can run on and see what the end is going to be. So that when I get to my harvest season, I can look back and remember how I sowed and how God kept his promise to open up the windows of heaven and pour He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, the first thing he says is, he that believes. That's point number one. You got to believe. You got to believe. You got to believe. All of this is no good for you if you don't believe. And this is what we have to do. We've got to learn how to give scripture to people with, with the correct application. Because watch this. If I'm a prosperity preacher... I will have you give me your life savings with you believing that you're going to get something in return. But that's not how it works. <laughs> because there are plenty of scriptures that on the very surface tell you this don't apply to everybody. It's for everybody, but it only applies to the qualified. What do you mean by that? Because there's no possible way that I could be qualified. For sure there is. Let me help somebody. He that believeth on me, the works that I do. Watch this. 
You can't expect to be able to do God's works if you haven't first believed. I know, I know. We don't like qualifications. <clears throat> we, we, don't, we don't like qualifications. We, lo we love qualifications for everybody except ourselves. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but this scripture ain't for the unbeliever. This scripture ain't for the, the newcomer. Watch this. Let me, let, let me rephrase that. It's for them, but it doesn't apply to them until they have Romans 10 and 9. Confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus that God raised him from the dead. Then the Bible says you shall be saved. So this scripture applies to the believer. Now, how do you know you are a believer? That's a great question, Reverend Selby. Thank you for asking. You know that you are a believer because you have relationship with the Lord that is so rich. Watch this, that when you're faced with trouble, you have learned how to look at the problem solver more than you look at the problem. I know I just hurt somebody's feelings because the, the reality is my flesh makes me want to focus too much on the problem. Yeah, come, come here, Peter. Come here, Peter. You was doing real good walking on the water, and then the Lord let some wind blow in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord let some rain start to fall in your life. Uh-huh. The Lord let some things get unstable. You was doing real good when your eyes were on Jesus. You were doing real good when you stepped out the boat and said, I can do this thing. I, I can walk on this water. I'm, I'm going to see. Watch this. If it be you, bid me to come. And he said, come. So the first thing he had to do was believe that it was Jesus who told him to come. That's why he was able to do the greater work. Then the other disciples, watch this, no other disciples walked on the water. But he was able to do the greater works because he first believed. He believed, but then the wind started to blow, the rain started to fall, the, the, uh, 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 the, the friends started to leave him. He, he felt a little knife in his back, so now he starts to focus more on his situation than the one who can fix the situation, and so he starts to sink. Can I help somebody on this morning? If you keep your eyes on Jesus... Let the wind blow. Let the rain fall. Let sickness come. Let trouble come to your mind. Let the waters be troubled. Watch this. Let your friends leave you. Let your family stab you in the back. Let your bills be unpaid. But as long as you keep your focus and your mind on Jesus, he's able to bring you through. He said you first, you first got to believe. You got to believe. You got to believe. He says, the works that I do shall he do also. Watch this. By your belief, here's point number two, you have what it takes. You have what it takes. You have what it takes through belief. Paul already told us, the, uh, the works that I should do shall you do also. And greater work, this is Jesus. He goes on to say, uh, Paul goes on to say in Ephesians, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly according to the power that's at work within me. Now Jesus has already gone back. When he got back, he tapped Holy Ghost on the shoulder and said, high five, your turn. Come on, somebody. Tag, you're it. Now the Holy Ghost comes, Holy Spirit comes, and he now not just lives amongst us and dwells amongst us, but if you let him, come on, somebody, he'll come into you and he'll dwell within you so that when you want to do wrong, you won't have a choice but to do right. When you don't want to give, you won't have a choice but to give. Watch this. And even if you slip up and do something wrong, he'll come tap you on your shoulder and say, now you know. I tell people all the time, if you ever want to know how good your relationship is with the Lord, do something wrong. Do something wrong. If you don't feel bad, you in trouble. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. High five your neighbor and say, I thank God for conviction. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Conviction ain't supposed to feel good, though. It ain't supposed to feel good. He says, first, you must believe. Then he says, the works that I do shall you do also. That means that the, the ability to do the work is already on the inside of me. I've already got it on the inside, which means I've got to learn how to tap into what God has already given me access to. When I come to this door over here on the side of this building and the door is locked, I don't wonder how to get in. I have a key to that door. Watch this. I only have a key to that door. So I don't have to worry about if that door is locked or if that door is locked. Because even if this one is locked, I have, watch this, 
access to this door. If I want to get through the door, I have to use, here it is, the key that has already been, watch this, entrusted in my care. Some of y'all going to catch that around this time next year, and it's going to bless you real good. You have entrusted me, First Antioch Baptist Church, to hold on to a key. That key gives me access to this building. So you have not only trusted me with the key, but you have also trusted me to take care of the building. You have trusted me to take care of things in the building. So when I need access to the building, I ain't got to go find a deacon, a trustee, or a minister. I've already got access to it. I have to just reach into my pocket and tap into what you have already entrusted me with. Watch this. I've already got the power to go lay hands on the sick because he's already given me the key. I, I, I don't have to work. Watch this. Even when my own finances look funny, I have a right to speak to my finances. Here it is. Here it is. Qualifications. Because I have sown unto the Lord and I can't beat him giving. So even when my money looks funny, I can go to him and I can say that your word declares that if I give, it'll come back to me. I have to just tap into what he's already given me access to. Watch this. When I feel like I'm all by myself, because I have the spirit in me, I can remember that his word declares that he's a friend that'll stick closer than a brother. I've already got it within me. I've just got to learn how to use what he's already given me. So when he says, the works that I do shall ye do also, He's saying to them that what I have done, because he's at the end of his ministry, he said, you have seen me give sight to the blind. You have seen me cause deaf people to hear. You have seen me cause the mute to be able to open up their mouth and speak. You have seen me go to the graveyard and call the dead back to life. You have seen me heal the woman with the issue of blood. Y'all won't say nothing. Watch this. You have seen me do it for the believer and the unbeliever. Come here, centurion servant. Come on over here who, who has a servant at home that you may not believe in me yet but I'm going to give you something to believe in uh, he said you ain't even got to come to my house but if you just speak the word I know it shall be done that's what we got we got to tap into what's already on the inside of us come on lay your hands on your belly and say it's in me 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 now if some of y'all come up pregnant that it wasn't me I ain't got nothing to do with that praise the Lord Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm talking about the spirit in you. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, you got to give disclaimers every once in a while. So first you must believe. And because you believe, and he says, the worst that I do shall ye do also, it's already in you. But then he goes on and he, and he says, and greater works. Not only will you be able to do what you have seen me do, but you're going to be able to do greater works. And you're going to be able to do this based on this next step. Because I'm going back to my father. This is why we're able to do greater works, because he went back to the father. I've already believed. I've already accepted that what it takes to get the work done is already at work in me. That's going to help me do the things that he's done. But what's going to help me do the greater works is him going back to the throne. Him going back to the throne means the spirit can come. And it's the Holy Spirit that helps me do the greater works. Well, what are these greater works? Because how is it possible, Pastor G, that you can do anything greater than Jesus? The Amplified Translation says, greater things than these in extent and outreach. In other words, here we are in 2023. We are able to do greater works because we have the technology that allows us to have a greater extent and outreach, whereas Jesus only had access to certain places, we literally have access to the entire world. And so our responsibility is first at home. It don't do me no good to go out and evangelize in this community if I can't spread good news within the four walls. Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh. But once I figure out how to help my brothers and sisters in here, now I've got to go up the road of peace. That's what the old folks say. I got to go down the road of peace. I, I got to watch this. Let me, let, me, let me start hitting some of these people right here on Maiden's Road. And, and once I get good with them, now I can ride all the way out to, um, to Anderson. And, and now I can start spreading out this way. Or I can go back out here to Fairground and, and I can start spreading out that way. Uh, and, and it don't do me no good to go over there to Goochland if I can't get anything done in Powhatan. Come on, somebody. I got to get something done in Powhatan. Then I can start looking towards Goochland and Cumberland and and it don't do me no good to try to do things all across the state when I can't even get outside of my little community where I am right here. But there are things that God has called us to do, and he said, greater work shall ye do than these. Greater work shall ye do than these because I go unto my Father, and when I go to my Father, I'm going to send you the helper. I'm going to send you what's going to help you. Watch this. Cross over uh, dangerous valleys. I'm going to send you something that's going to help you climb the highest mountains. I'm going to send you, watch this, something that's going to help you run on and see what the end is going to be. Look at three people and tell them greater is coming. Greater is coming, greater is coming, and, and, here's, and here's the thing about it. Greater is coming, but it's only coming to the qualified. Who are the qualified? The ones that are ready. Hallelujah. Greater is coming, but you've got to be ready for greater when it comes. Watch this. I would venture to say that for most of us, greater is already here. But if I'm not ready to receive it, I'm not going to get it. How do I get myself ready? I've got to get myself ready because i got to learn how to pray. i got to learn how to pray because prayer is my continuous line with the Lord. That's, that's how I'm going to help him know who I am and help me to know who, who, he, who he is. That way when I have something that I need, watch this. All i got to reach up and say is, Daddy, I'm in trouble and he'll come to my rescue. Huh? Daddy, my brother has a need. Will you go see about it? Watch this. Right now it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. So I've got to learn how to pray. And when I learn how to pray, I'm not just learning how to pray when I want or need something, but I'm learning how to pray. Watch this, just because I want to talk to him, just because I want to spend some time with him. And in my spending time with him, in my building my relationship with him, I'm learning how to be more like him. That way, I don't, watch this, I stop beating down people. That way, I stop tearing down people. That way, I learn how to build people up, and I learn how to love, and I learn how to encourage, because when I see them, I see my father. I know they were talking bad about you, but you got to learn how to look beyond their faults the same way God looks beyond yours. I know they did you wrong 15 years ago, and you ain't got over that thing yet, but can I help you? It's time to be set free from that thing, because it ain't bothering them. It's bothering you. Hello and amen. I've come to tell somebody that greater is coming but you've got to be ready for greater because here's here's what we often forget you've got to be in the right place at the right time to receive what God has for you I can be at the right place but if it's the wrong time I'm gonna miss it it could be the right time but if I'm not at the right place come here woman at the well the only reason she came across Jesus because she was at the right place at the right time. If she had waited another hour to go draw her water, she would have missed Jesus. Right place, right time. Come in, Nicodemus. Come on down out that tree. I'm coming to your house. Because you were in the right place. Hallelujah. See, people thought he was crazy. Why are you up? Nicky, why is you up there in that tree? That was, his, that was his nickname. I know y'all didn't know that was his nickname. His nickname is Nicky. Nicky, what you doing in that tree? Nicky said, well, you know, I ain't but five feet tall and y'all y'all in the way. I'm trying to see Jesus. They trying to get him out the tree. But he understood, I've got to be, watch this, where Jesus can see me. Help me, Holy Ghost. That'll preach all by itself. I got to be where Jesus can see me so that when he sees me, he can see that I have need of him and he'll realize that I am available to him so that when he comes by here, he'll look up and see me and say, you can come down now. I'm coming to visit you. Greater works. Greater. Greater works. 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 Then shall you do than these because I go 
to my father. Greater is coming. Greater is coming because we are getting near the end of time. We're getting near the end of time. I know we don't like talking about the end. It's coming whether you want it to come or not. It's coming. And I want to be ready to go walking in Jerusalem like John. The end is coming. The world will soon be no more. But greater is coming. Greater is coming. Watch this. Not just in my ability to lay hands on the sick and they be healed. Not just on my ability to speak to my money and money cometh unto me. Come on, somebody. Not just in my ability to spread the gospel all over this land. Not just in my ability, help us, Holy Ghost, to cause some unbeliever to become a believer. But greater is coming. Watch this. Because the government shall be upon his shoulders. Hallelujah. Greater is coming because when he comes again, he's coming and he's looking for a church without spot or ring. I just, I'm just trying to be right with the Lord. Greater is coming and when greater comes, I'm going to have my healing. Hallelujah. Not just in my body, but in my mind and not just in my mind, but in my spirit. Hallelujah. When, when greater comes, I'm going to stop worrying about what he said and what she said and I'm just going to think about what he said. He said, I love you so much that I'm going to give my life to you. He said, you are fearful and wonderfully made. He said, the worst that I do shall ye do also. I ain't got time to worry about what he said and what she said or what they said, but I'm going to think about what he said. Greater is coming. Watch this, because he said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, not just in your money, but even in resources. I'm going to open up your mind to things that you never were able to think before. I'm going to open up your access to people that you shouldn't even be in the room. And watch this. And before I do that, I'm going to put your name in rooms you don't even know exist. Look at somebody and say, greater is coming. Greater is coming. Greater is coming. Greater is coming because when he sends his Holy Spirit, hallelujah, when he sends his Holy Spirit, his Spirit is coming to remind us that Jesus made the greatest sacrifice on Calvary. Greater is coming because he already gave his life for me. Greater is coming because he rose with all power in his hands. Greater is coming because the Holy Spirit is right here, not just with me, but he surrounds me and he's on the inside of me. Greater is coming because I've got to get ready to do the things that I didn't think I could do. Greater is coming because I've got to go places I didn't think I could go. Greater is coming because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Greater is coming because I can remember when I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. It was his love that lifted me. Greater is coming because I remember that tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know what saith the Lord. Greater is coming because I'm so glad that his blood still works. I'm so glad that his blood still has power. I'm so glad that his blood still heals the sick and raises the dead. I'm so glad that his blood still finds the lost. I'm so glad that his blood still makes the right things wrong and the crooked places straight. I'm so glad that his blood is a light in my darkness. I'm so glad that when I ain't got nobody else to turn to, I've got Jesus on my side. And I'm so glad glad that he thought enough of me to say not only will you do what I have done but greater work shall you do than these. High five somebody and say greater greater, 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 greater greater, greater and this ain't for everybody. Y'all calm down. Just relax. This ain't for everybody. This is for the believer. This is, this is for the one, this is for the one, this is for the one who said, you know what, let me be more like Jesus. Y'all stand up, I'm finished. My throat dry now. He said, this is for the ones who wants to be more like Jesus. And every time we think about being more like Jesus, y'all know what we think, we think about the wrong stuff. We think about his healing power. We think about his resurrecting power. All good things. We think about his ability to walk on water and whatnot. 
think about his sitting on the throne in glory even now. Y'all know what we often forget to think about? The cross he had to bear. We want to we wanna be like Jesus, but we, but we forget, watch this, he had to deal with betrayal. And I, I ain't talking about the betrayal of his enemies. The betrayal of your enemies shouldn't surprise you or bother you. They're your enemies. You should look for that. We're talking about the people closest to him. And, 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 and we like talking about Judas. But don't forget, the other disciples, as soon as Jesus got in trouble, gone. Gone. Peter. I don't know that man. Never seen him a day in my life. Jesus who? How you spell it? What do he look like? Y'all know who his people is. Here it is. Here's our favorite one. I might know him if I see him. That's what Peter said. Jesus up there on the cross. The only disciple mentioned is John. Where are the rest of them at? I'm not, I'm not saying they weren't there, but I'm saying there was only one mentioned. Where were the rest of them at? Then he comes back and still has to deal with a doubter named Thomas. Unless I see, I won't believe. That, that's the part of Jesus we, we, we forget that we got to be like. The one that had to bear the cross. The one that had to deal with betrayal. The one that had to deal with the stabbing in the back. Watch this. Watch this. Can I, let me help y'all right here. This is going to bless y'all real good. The Jesus, y'all know how we do when we do favors for people. And we, and, we, and we need a favor back. All them people he healed, laid hands on them. All them cookouts and fish fries he went to. And he never came empty-handed. Came with the good wine. The good bread. The good fish. What y'all like? Catfish, trout, snot, all of it. You name it, he had it. He did all that work for them. And then... There was a day where they had the opportunity to say, set him free. And instead they said, give us Barabbas. The one that ain't did nothing for us, but caused trouble. Give us the thief. Give us the murderer. We'll, we'll take, watch this, we'll take him over the one that healed my cousin. Can, can, I, can, I, can I say this? We've been the same way. When was I the same way, Pastor G? Thank you for asking. I don't know about you. I'll tell you, when I was the same way, when I went to the, to the bottle before I went to Jesus. Okay. 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 I ain't going to tell the whole story, but I, but I found some other things that I, that I chose when I should have chose Jesus. Because in those moments, I didn't believe that Jesus could come fix my situation. I wish I was as holy as you all were. Where I knew how to call on Jesus the first time, every time. But sometimes, watch this, I called on some other things. But here's how much he loved me. He sent the Spirit to say, Leave that place, get away from that person, put that bottle down, turn that off. That's what he came to do. That's how much he loved me. That even when I didn't choose him, he still chose. And so my growth and my maturity now says that every time I'm in trouble, David, I'll lift up my eyes to the hills. Why? That's where my help comes from. 
It doesn't come from the bottle. It doesn't come from the blunt. It doesn't come from the needle in your vein. It doesn't come from the sex, the pornography. It doesn't come from the gambling. It doesn't come from any of these things. My help cometh from That can't just be a scripture that I quote. It can't, can't just be something that I, that I carry around in my pocket. That's got to be something that I live. I got to live that. Trouble. Hey, Trouble, how you doing? Good to see you. God bless you. I'm lifting my eyes to the hills right now. Hey, sickness, how you doing? Hey, debt, how are you? Hey, gossip. Ooh, that, that knife was a little sharp. Mm. But I'm a lift up my eyes. I got to find my help. I got to find my help. And sometimes... You can't help me. Because you might be going through something. The last thing you worried about is what I'm going through. But when I can't get to you, who can I always get to? The one who's on the main line. Can't find my brother, my sister. Pastor's unavailable. The deacon's on sick and shut in. How am I going to get through this? He that doesn't slumber nor sleep. Call him. Don't call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to tell you right now. Number one, my, my ring is going to be off. Number one, praise the Lord. I know it probably should be on. I know. I know. It probably should be. It probably should be. But the reality is it's going to be off. Praise the Lord. If you have an emergency in the middle of the night, don't call me. You have to catch me before uh, you have to catch me before midnight. Eleven <laughs> fifty-nine. You might still get me. I don't know. I don't know. But anything after that, Lord have mercy. Unless the Lord already has me up praying, yeah. Call somebody else or come to the house. Knock on the window though. Don't knock on the door. I ain't gonna hear it at the door. Knock on the window. Listen, I don't see any unfamiliar faces, but I'm going to ask the question anyway because, you know, we don't always like telling the truth. If you're not saved, raise your hand. I'm going to cut straight to the chase here. If you're not saved, raise your hand. If you're watching online and you're not saved, type in the chat, it's me. It's me. Type in the chat, it's me. Type in the chat, it's me. We want to make sure that before you leave this building, your eternity is secure. Heaven forbid you walk out of here and lightning comes out of the sky and takes you right on up out of here. Heaven forbid that while you leave pulling out of this parking lot that somebody comes down this road and takes you right up out of here. Heaven forbid that when you get home, you lay down tonight. You have an electrical fire. House gone. You gone with it. Heaven forbid that happens. But if it does, we want to make sure that your eternity with Christ is secured. That's all it is. I ain't trying to scare nobody, but the reality is tomorrow's going to come and we don't know what it's going to bring. And if it brings you standing before the, thro uh, before the throne, we want to make sure that your ticket is stamped and you can get in the kingdom. No one in the room, if it's you and you're watching online, we will reach out and pray with you. Watch this. Is there anybody in here? You've been visiting for a little while. Because I know how y'all do. You've been visiting for a while. You may not be a member. We, 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 we would ask that if you want to partner with us, even if you're watching online, if you want to partner with us virtually, if you're watching online and you want to partner with us virtually, say, make me a partner. Say, make me a partner. If you're in the room and you want to officially become a partner, I, I hate using the word membership. It's not a club. There are no dues. But if you want to officially partner and join this branch design, First Annual, we would love to have you. If don't nobody else want you here, I want you here. Come on. Will you just lift your hand if that's you? If that's you and you want to become an official partner with the church. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's pray. God, we want to say thank you that greater is coming. 
you already prepared us by telling us to let not our hearts be troubled. And then you told us that the work that you do will be able to do also, watch this, if we believe. So help our unbelief, oh God. Help us that when it looks like trouble, we can still find you. Help us that when it's uncomfortable, we can still find you. Help us, oh God, that when it looks like we can't make it through, that we'll lift up our eyes to the hills from whence cometh our help. And remember that our help comes from the Lord. We thank you for being our help. We thank you, watch this, for going back to your throne and sending us your helper in the Holy Spirit. Let that spirit live not just amongst us, but within us in Jesus' name. I pray that everyone who wishes to be filled with your Holy Spirit, that their heart will be open to receive you right now. Your spirit is in the room. And so we go and so we say go and fill those who have a desire to be filled with you. Watch this. If some of us have been emptied out, oh God, go and do a refueling in the name of Jesus that we might run on and do the work that you have called us to do. Not the work my brother is called to do, not the work my sister is called to do, but help me to do the work that you have called me to do, that I might work out my own soul's salvation. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, that he would give his life for us while we were yet in sin. We thank you for how he came, he lived, he died, he was resurrected with all power in his hand and even how he's sitting on the right hand of you right now interceding for us oh God prayerfully you have been pleased with our praise and with our worship unto you on today we thank you that your spirit came to inhabit the praises of your people and even in this moment God as we prepare uh, for this time of communion give us this opportunity oh God to examine ourselves give us this opportunity oh God to make sure that before we come before this table that we are right with you. And God being right with you means I'm right with my brother. It means I'm, I'm right with my sisters. It means that I'm right with my co-worker, oh God. It's, it's okay if I got to skip communion so that I can go and get right. But God, I don't want to come before this table unworthily. Because if I do, I've got the opportunity to fall sick or even to fall asleep. And I wish not to do that. For every time I come to this table, I do show forth the Lord's death until he comes again. So give us this opportunity, oh God, hallelujah, to examine ourselves that we might come before this table worthy of receiving these elements that represent your body. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.